The border wall induced standoff among Republicans and Democrats in Congress, and President Trump has put the brakes on one of the administration's signature initiatives, namely deregulation or re-regulation. It's an effort that involves both the White House and many agencies that remain without appropriations. For details, we turn to Bridget Dooling, former staff member of the Office of Information and Regulatory Affairs, now a research professor at the George Washington University Regulatory Studies Center. She joins me now in studio. Bridget, good to have you back. Hi, Tom. Let's talk about this regulatory agenda, because this is one of the unseen effects of the shutdown. We all see the first it was the trash piling up. Now it is the federal employees who are having financial hardship and many other physical outward manifestations. This is a little hidden. Yeah, it's true. You can't, uh, you know, unlike going to an airport and seeing backed up lines at TSA checkpoints, right, it's really hard to actually get a visual on the regulatory process. Uh, but deregulation is is one of this president's priorities. And so something that I wanted to look into was, you know, what are the effects of um, the shutdown on his deregulatory agenda? And what did you find so far? Yeah. So um, I looked at five steps of the regulatory process. And um, last time I was on with you, we talked about how it's somewhat co- counterintuitive, but in order to remove a regulation, you have to write a regulation, right? Yes, I remember. Right. So deregulation goes through the same steps as regulation. Um, so looking at those steps, we'll just sort of do it chronologically, right, in the life cycle of a rule. So first, for um, unfunded agencies like EPA or parts of FDA, they're running on a skeleton crew, right? Um, And I'm sure you've heard the term accepted activities. Absolutely. (laughs) It's become a household word around here. Yeah, the last few weeks it sure has. Um, Most efforts towards writing a new rule aren't going to rise to the level of being accepted. Um, So right there, you've got a stoppage on the policy work that goes into drafting a rule in the first place. So that's in an unfunded agency. But in a funded agency, uh, many of those rules are still subject to presidential review, like the review that I would have done when I was a staffer at the office you mentioned in the intro, OIRA. OMB is furloughed right now, and OIRA is part of OMB. And just because, say, the Labor Department is funded, it doesn't mean that OIRA can automatically you know, call in their staff to work on a Labor Department rule. Yeah, so in other words, plumbing going through an open valve is hitting a closed valve downstream. Right, exactly. So that's another place where the process slows down in the shutdown. Um, and so third... Even if a rule doesn't have to go through OIRA or if OIRA is able to justify calling its staff in to work on it during a shutdown, the next step is to publish the rule in the Federal Register. But you guessed it, the Federal Register is also part of the shutdown. They can publish some documents, but there's a very high standard to meet and a lot of rules, again, just aren't going to cross that threshold. Now, what if there was an emergency rule required, say the FAA, which is mostly furloughed? I mean, the air traffic controllers are working and now some of the inspectors, the operational people are back on the job. But all of those back office people that do the safety frameworks and the regulatory framework for for air safety – What if they needed to issue an emergency directive? Suppose the inspectors found something that needed an airworthiness certificate change or something. Could that happen? Yeah, that could happen. Um, The framework of the Anti-Deficiency Act does allow for certain activities. They're called accepted activities to be worked on during a shutdown. Now, the folks working on those activities still won't get paid, but they can be called into work. Okay, so something that would affect life or health or safety of the American public, that would still happen. Likely. We're speaking with Bridget Dooling, former staff member of OIRA, now a research professor at the George Washington University Regulatory Studies Center. And give us some numbers of what you're seeing not coming through the pipeline in recent weeks. 
Yeah, so I calculated, you know, the average throughput for President Trump. I also looked at average throughput for Presidents Obama and George W. Bush, um, looking at the first six months of their second year. First six months of the second year. Right. So um, we don't quite have the full data on their second year, though that's coming up this weekend, actually. Uh, January 20th will be the end of the second year. Uh, But looking at the first six months, which is just the data that I have handy, um, President Trump's throughput is about four and a half rules per week, right? So that's four and a half new rules coming out from President Trump. By the by, their own data, um, something like eighty percent of those are deregulatory in nature, right? So if you sum up, we'll do some quick on-air math here. Sure, <laughs> it sounds dangerous, but let's do it um, across three weeks. You know, let's let's round that four and a half up to five, just for simplicity. Across three weeks, you've got fifteen rules, and now we're into week four, so we're talking about twenty rules that would have otherwise gone out, but are mm-hmm. not going out due to the ch- shutdown. So, the shutdown doesn't mean that they'll never go out, right? Um, once the government gets funded again and up and running, presumably some of these actions that are sort of stuck mm-hmm. in the, in the interim. We'll get moving again. And what was it, say, during the second six months of the second year of the Obama administration? If we had five now per yeah, week. Yeah, it would have been. In the Obama administration, the same period, it would be about just over 12 per week. Wow. Yeah. So Trump is, is way down. And, in, you know, that's what we talked about last time, that, you know, Trump's regulatory output overall is just way down compared to both Presidents Obama and George W. Bush. Yeah. So it would take twice as long, if that were the goal, to undo everything that came out in the Obama administration by the Trump administration, given that rate of less than six yeah. or so per week. Yeah. Yeah. And we don't know what the backlog building up is. But that's right. Could that clog the system, though, once once things do open up and it's got to open up at some point? Mm-hmm. Let's is, hope. Will the pent-up demand be difficult on OIRA and on the other pieces of the apparatus where the Federal Register and so forth, where yeah. this all has to be posted and vetted? It's a good question. I mean, there will certainly be, you know, a triaging process where the agencies try to figure out, you know, which actions are most important to go first. Um, I imagine they'll try to get them all done, but there's only so many hours in the day. There's only so many employees to work on these matters. And so, you know, it's possible, especially the longer this goes on, you know, it's possible that some things will just be scrapped. Right. And let's make an analogy here. Suppose you went on vacation for two weeks somewhere nice and it rained for four days out of the two weeks you were there. At some point, you would realize that some of the things you plan to do just simply won't happen. They just won't happen. The party is over and you got to go home. Yep. Your departing flight is coming up. Yep. Given one twelfth of the fiscal year for roughly 25 percent of the government, do you think that there are activities such as regulations and Lord knows what else that simply will never happen. It's possible. I mean, using your two week vacation analogy, right? If this had been, you know, a few days or a couple of weeks, I think the system would recover as usual, especially because the shutdown occurred over a holiday period. I mean, I'm not sure how much was really going to be flowing out over Christmas and New Year's, right? It's generally a quieter time. But now we're in week four. We don't know how long it will go. If this goes, you know, a couple months or several months, I think the odds increase that some actions, you know, simply won't get done. 
And are there any other ways we need to know about that the regulatory process is being held up or blocked? Yeah, we talked about the Federal Register being part of the shutdown. Um, The next step after that is posting the rules onto regulations.gov. Now, not all agencies participate in regulations.gov, but the vast majority do. And it's not the only place the public can comment on rules, but it's a primary place that people go to comment on rules. Um, And no new rules have been posted there since the end of December, which means that the ordinary place that you'd go to comment on a rule, you're just not finding those rules, even those rules that are making it out over that high threshold. Sure. Yeah. Well, that's a big impediment to rulemaking because the comments are integral to the process. The comments are integral and there will be pressure on agencies to extend comment periods um, to account for that and to give folks more time. But it's their choice whether to grant it or not. They don't have to. Sure. Hmm. Um, The other point I would raise for you is that uh, once rules are finalized, they're subject to legal challenge in court. And I'm sure your listeners have noticed, but this administration gets sued a lot. Um, And the DOJ attorneys who defend the rules in court, they're furloughed right now. And who Um, knows? The courts might be furloughed pretty soon. I know. They're starting to run out of money as well. Um, So a lot of the attorneys from DOJ have filed for delays for ongoing suits and regulatory matters. Some are being granted. Some are not. Um, But overall, this really eats into the time that an administration has to defend these actions on their own terms, leaving them vulnerable. Yeah, so to switch from a vacation to a football analogy, the clock is running. (laughs) The clock is running, exactly. Bridget Dooling is a research professor at the George Washington University Regulatory Studies Center. Thanks so much. Thank you, Tom. We'll post this interview at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Subscribe to the Federal Drive at iTunes or Podcast One. (coughs) Cough and cold season is here. Introducing Ricola Max Throat Care, Ricola's most powerful drop yet. It's the best of Swiss nature wrapped around a powerful liquid menthol center for maximum relief from your worst cough and sore throat. Maximum nature for maximum relief. Try the new Ricola Max now, available in the cold and cough aisle. It's in our nature.